Hello and welcome to Braveheart Conversations, where we learn the art of love through brave and compassionate conversations. I'm Jillian Aurora. And I'm Marie Wallace. And we are your hosts today. All right. Uh, this morning, we are here at Braveheart Conversations, and we're live. It's been a while. Hello. Um, <laughs> we have been joining you on Zoom now for, I don't know, six weeks? A long weeks? while. It's yes, been a while. At least. So we're really, really excited to be here in person with you. And this morning, I'm super excited, we are going to be talking about... Uh, boundaries and specifically emotional boundaries so good topic for right now yeah all those times when um, we might feel a little bit guilty for doing well right Mm -hmm. we might feel pressured to um, accept somebody else's energy and embody somebody else's energy um, when they're sad or they're they're down, they're angry, they're yeah. frustrated, whatever the emotion is, and uh, really holding that energetic space where we decide not to go there. Yeah. We decide we're going to be happy and successful and all the things anyway. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. Um, I want to say thank you to everyone who's joining us from whatever platform. If you're here with us live, thank you for being here. And we are also on Spotify, Podbean, and now iTunes. Yay! <laughs> so thank you so much wherever you're joining from. I am Jillian Aurora, and my co-host here is Marie Wallace. Hi, everybody. Super grateful to have her with me in person today. And um, let's go ahead and jump in. Sounds like good. So let's let's talk about yeah success. This has been a really a really interesting thing for me. I come from a background where I've had a lot of relationships where people were struggling, whether that was work. I did a lot of years in the field of social work where I was dealing with people who were mentally ill, in poverty, really yeah. struggling, and um, I've had a lot of relationships where my partner was really struggling or friends were really struggling, and. It's funny the invisible barriers that creates to your own success because there's some guilt in that. Because if I do well, then you almost feel like you're offending somebody else. Yeah. Right? Especially if you have a sensitive heart or a you know big wide open heart, it's real hard to watch someone else struggle and you feel guilty that you're happy. Yeah, yeah. And um this had kind of been out of my experience for a while because I, I've created a lot of boundaries around my space. So um, I don't accept jobs right now where people are in this really chaotic, crisis, stressful situation. Um, I, of course, you know, of course I'm around people who have their issues, their struggles, but their general attitude and their general um, space that they're in is resiliency. Mm-hmm. And so we all deal... And they're ready to, to embrace that work. and They're yeah. ready to expand. And they honor your boundaries. <laughs> yes. And so um, I hold that space with, with personal relationships, with professional relationships. I really am protective of my space. And just recently, it's interesting because I must have called in this experience from the universe where we I always do. <laughs> I'm getting to practice some boundaries. I'm getting to practice um, 
not going into that like sadness and fear space and frustration and it's been really challenging um i i will sometimes feel guilty like oh this person is really sad and and i'm not i'm happy mm -hmm. and where my past self would have gone is oh i need to go in the trenches with this person and be sad with them and process all of this this is a, a big energy drain right mm -hmm. um instead there's like this guilt for i'm happy and i'm going to own that i'm happy and it's okay for me to be happy even though they're sad and that's that's crazy growth for me and it's also still a struggle it's also still something that comes up as as guilt or um yeah it's just it's just challenging that old voice is there <laughs> that old voice telling me um if i was really feels like a poke yeah <laughs> if i was really like kind <laughs> if i was really compassionate mm -hmm. if i was really you jump in the quicksand with them exactly and the thing is today that i know that's bullshit I know today that the better I'm doing, the happier I am, the higher vibration I have, the more success I have, the bigger impact I have. Um, for that person, maybe it won't be a fit. Maybe they need to be in their sadness and that's okay. But I get to realize that when I say yes to something, I'm saying no to something else. So if I say yes to going into that person's sadness, I'm saying no to something else, which might be a much greater way of impacting a bigger number of people. Or them. Or them. Yeah, yeah because sometimes the best way to help them is actually not going into yes. their story with them. and. I have to detach myself from their perception of me because they might see me as selfish and rude and unkind. They might see me as that. And that's so hard. It is hard. Mm -hmm. So you don't want that feeling of, of someone, you know, being yeah. upset or sad or mad. Or, but that's, that's their choice as well. Mm -hmm. They chose to, to react in that way and right. that manner. And, and we, we're at choice as well. Another big thing that I get to honor and recognize is asking for help. Just because someone is sad doesn't mean they're asking me to interfere or intervene. True. And I tend to be a fixer. <laughs> I am too. <laughs> I want to jump in and help and um, almost feel obligated to do that at any point I see someone. It's the nature of coaches, I believe, because mm -hmm. we're used to being there. So that idea of permission is so key. Um, have they given me permission? Have they asked? Um, I really like the question for myself, um, is my name in that sentence? Mm, that's a good question. And very often my name is not in that sentence. <laughs> Nobody asked for my help. Nobody asked for my input. Nobody asked me to solve the problem. I have to do that with Mr. Wallace sometimes because <laughs> sometimes you just want to be heard and and um, in general, he's a fixer as well. And I, and I have to preface it with, right now I just need you to listen. I don't need it to be fixed. So it's it's putting it a boundary there for us as well. So even in, in your personal relationships, just being able to say, you know, this is what I need right now. and. And that protects both of us. And it's a much better conversation because he's not, he's really listening to what I need him to listen to. And he's not busy thinking about how to fix it. Right. 
And so I think that's a more empathetic way of listening and being there for someone. I, I love that example too, because there is a way to hold space for someone without letting them hijack where you're at, you mm -hmm. know, cause you might be in a space of happiness or stability and maybe productivity, maybe motivation. Mm -hmm. And we can either go into it with them where they're actually hijacking the place that we're at or we can hold space and where we're, we're still acknowledging, you know, I feel for you and um, I'm sending you all my love and I know that by me being in the space I'm at, I'm actually most honoring to you. I agree. Yeah, I think there there's another piece that's important. Um, you know, we all know the saying, misery loves company. It's so true. <laughs> and yet, that's still not always the most helpful thing for them. Misery loves company. And there's a real dark side to this where um, I think we have all felt the pressure when someone doesn't like our success. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. I think that this can really be true if you're breaking through some family patterns or generational patterns or relationship patterns. Um, your, your family or your spouse or your partner may not be happy about those changes. They may actually try to get you back into your misery. Truth. Because change is hard. It's really hard. Well, and also the, the more that you move forward and expand, the more you challenge them. To move and expand with you. Mm -hmm. Yes. That's so true. So I think we get to acknowledge that as a form of um, toxicity. And uh, we get to not question our growth, but we get to question the relationship and how either the relationship gets to change and adjust or perhaps the season of that relationship isn't compatible with your expansion. Yeah, what are our move, motives for being in that relationship as well? Mm -hmm. Because if I notice, if I hang around the people who do kind of impose some guilt trips, whether that's professionally, um, if I have people that are like, oh, you can't do that. How dare you? You can't do that. Or, um, or in a relationship, how dare you, you can't do that. Those are the messages mm -hmm. to really listen for. Or, uh, this is a great saboteur, is um, keeping myself poor so I don't have to say no. That's a really good one. Oh my goodness. So um, the way this works is if, uh, if you have a problem saying no to a homeless person, or no to a family member who's needy, or you have an issue with saying no and setting boundaries in whatever capacity, we will sometimes sabotage our own success so that we can say, I can't because. instead of I won't. Because <laughs> it's really hard to say I won't. Mm. It's really hard sometimes to say, no, I have the resources and I'm not going to give them to you. That takes some serious strength, some guts. But if I can say, no, I just don't have it. I'm so sorry, I don't have it. Well, it'll keep coming up again and it'll... We're yeah. gonna keep ourselves in a position where we don't have it because that's serving a purpose. Mm -hmm. Because it's too uncomfortable to see someone else suffering. It's too uncomfortable for us to say no. This also hits on another really big key is that what that really goes back to when I am unable to set a boundary, it's because I'm uncomfortable watching someone else in pain. 
it's actually it's actually coming from selfishness that I can't be uncomfortable. Your pain and it's makes not me uncomfortable. Either. Mm -hmm. Your pain makes me uncomfortable. So you know, I'm gonna fix your pain so that I'm not uncomfortable anymore. And then what often happens is we get stuck in this transaction where I'm gonna help you, but you better do what I want you to do. <laughs> So that I'm not uncomfortable, mm -hmm. right? So if I am going to help that homeless that homeless person, they can't spend that money on booze, right? <laughs> they can't spend that money on you know I don't know going to a strip. I'm club. just trying to control too many pieces <laughs> right? of what's going on. You're now invested in what you want them to do because it ultimately comes back to your discomfort. Mm -hmm. And this comes to a really big key for me is the um, the gift in pain. I don't know about for you, but for me, my best gifts in this life, my experiences that have been most useful have been wrapped in packages of pain. Pain is there for a reason. So if I notice some health issues popping up, I get to acknowledge that I have some self-care to adjust. Mm -hmm. And if I don't adjust it, those problems will get louder. It's the same thing in relationships or in emotions. If I don't listen when they're small, they keep getting bigger. And so it's the same for any of the people I love. If those things are popping up in the person I love, it's not my place to rob them of their pain because that is their gift. Well, it's like the butterfly in the cocoon, right? Pushing their wings against the outside of it. If you, if you open that, try to help them open up that cocoon, they die. So it's very vital, I know this from teaching kindergarten kids, to not do that. But it's also true that even when they're expanding themselves, expanding and growing, we're stopping their growth. And, and if it's growing in our relationship, we're, we're stopping the growth in the relationship. It's painful to grow and expand and be better and enjoy more. And it, you know... We're robbing ourselves of some future joy by trying to fix something, you know, too soon or too quickly and not allowing them to be in the process. Yeah. Yeah, I really love that imagery. It is like, you know, if we're watching someone we love suffering, it's exactly like watching that butterfly in that cocoon and they're pushing and it's struggle. you know they're you're seeing they're, the they're struggle really like right there they need some help <laughs> <laughs> or that um we also hatched eggs in kindergarten too and, th and that chick is getting stronger by pecking and breaking the shell and yeah we're always trying to be yeah too and all of the voices that are going on when that's happening is like oh no it's like it's taking too much time they've done this for so many hours you know, they're going to die. If I if just I, help, then it'll be a better. If I don't help, they're going to die. Like, these are the things going on in our brains, right? Mm -hmm. When we're watching that visual image. I love that. Um, and, and that's exactly what's happening with humans. Very often, I've been in that. I've been mm -hmm. so guilty of that experience. <laughs> Bless you. Bless you. <laughs> um, I've been so guilty of that experience when I have been like, they, they need me. Mm -hmm. If I if I get out of the way, like, they're going to fall on their face. They may not recover. They may die from their addiction. <laughs> they may go homeless. They, you know, all the things are happening in my head. Just like it's watching pretty rude butterfly. It's pretty like, big-headed of us, too. <laughs> it is, because we're really playing God. We are. And, you know, I've shared this with you guys before, but when I have 
gotten myself entirely out of the way, out of the picture, gone no contact with people, that is when I have watched them succeed Mm -hmm. and break out of that cocoon. Well, and it goes for the listening part too, because I I was in a relationship with someone and and this friend would cry Mm -hmm. and they would cry louder. Like, Mm -hmm. and so they'd be in another room and they'd cry louder. And then you feel those pangs and you want to be there and you know they're sad and you know they're upset and you want to help, but you know that it's not helpful to, to jump in, just allow them to feel that it's so, so hard. And I think we're t- in tune with hearing someone suffering, especially crying, because we're around little ones and we're around, you know, people that are really struggling. And so your ear opens up and then you're going, okay, which... And you feel those voices come up and is this the time that I'm supposed to jump in and how long and and so yeah it's not helpful who even like hearing you describe the experience of like hearing someone cry in another room it's like heartbreaking and like I just want to jump in right now and like go save that person I want you to know I care and I want you to know I'm there but I think the best way for me to be there for someone is like you said earlier holding space because I can always send a prayer and I can always send good wishes to someone and I can always hold that space for them and that is more honoring than jumping in and trying to fix it and there oftentimes and that's what the person that I'm talking about is they're in a pattern they're used to that pattern they're used to someone coming in and rescuing them and I'm actually helping more if I'm not coming in to rescue because then they have to figure it out for themselves Mm -hmm. and that's a growing pain and and that's what I have to remember that it's a growing pain for them as well It is for both of us because I know it it takes a tremendous amount of restraint for me not to jump in and rescue. Um, A big key for me too, a reminder when I'm in that moment is um, when I say yes to something, I'm saying no to something else. And so if I'm saying yes to rescuing that person, I have to acknowledge the cost. Mm -hmm. So there is a cost energetically. There's a cost emotionally. Um, I will be drained after that experience if I choose to go into that moment with them because occasionally I will feel called to do that and I get to acknowledge the cost I get Mm -hmm. to acknowledge if I'm saying yes to this I know I'm letting go of a massive amount of energy I'm pouring into this person and um, there is a cost of time so sometimes I'm not willing to make that uh, I'm not willing to to let go of, of that expense because um, maybe uh, what I'm saying no to is something that's going to be much more impacting to other people, like a much bigger group of people. Uh, my mission, I, I get to have a very clear uh, picture of my mission, my purpose on this planet. And sometimes um, if someone asks, asks for my help, then I can choose to give it and it's in alignment with my mission. Other times when someone asks for my help, I still get to say no because it's really, it's detracting from my mission, my purpose, my overall uh, purpose on this planet. Mm -hmm. So um, I get to be clear and honest and I also get to say to myself in that moment, 
I may or may not be the resource for this person. That doesn't mean that there aren't many resources for that person. I'm not the only person who can offer help here. Mm -hmm. I happen to be sitting in a collective of a huge, amazing coaches and yeah, counselors. Yeah, so friends, many people yeah. who can offer love and support. And I know when I've been in my darkest places, my help didn't come from one person. Mm -hmm. It came from a whole community and miracles. Sometimes people didn't even know that they were being a miracle. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they just didn't even, um, they didn't have an understanding of what I needed and they were a gift, they just showed up. It's those divine appointments. They show up, they're like, I don't know, I, I'm supposed to just come see you and, or I'm supposed to call you. And they, they enter your path at just the right time. And there's so much trust that we get to have that um, I may not be that person's resource right now and that's okay and I get to trust that the right, the exact right resource for them is going to show up in exactly the right time. And when I'm holding space, that's some something that I can do is just wish them well and trust. I have um, one other metaphor that came to me. Um, when you're in apathy with someone, you're standing in the quick quicksand with them. So you're you jump in the quicksand. They're drowning in the quicksand, apathy. and you jump it. Apathy. Oh, apathy. Apathy. Okay. Empathy is you're kind of outside. You're you're kind of outside, standing there, kind of watching what's going on. And compassion is actually action oriented. I'm thinking of ways that I can either help them out of the quicksand or allow them. You know. So mm -hmm. anyway, that that metaphor is because apathy is just kind of going. I feel so sad for you, and you go in and you cry with them. Empathy is kind of acknowledging that they are sad and you 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 do feel that twinge of thing but you try to do something about it and then actually compassion is the action part where you're actually helping them by either being there for them or not being there for yeah. them. Anyway. Are you meaning sympathy? Because apathy is like not caring. Oh. Maybe it is sympathy. Yeah, it is yeah, sympathy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. apathy is not caring. Thank you for helping yeah, yeah. me with that. <laughs> sympathy. Yeah. I knew there was a, another fee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think Thank apathy you. is not caring. But yeah, the sympathy yes, is the like, sympathy is I feel I, sorry I'm gonna, for you. No, I, yeah, I feel sorry for you and I'm going to waller with you. Yes. <laughs> yes. Which is not helpful at all. No, Because you're both in the quicksand then. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I just can feel the drowning sometimes and I think that's really the metaphor I wanted to to, to do when you're with someone who's really upset is that you're you're drowning with them yes. and so your boundaries have all been mm -hmm. blurred and <laughs> and I experienced that for many years is allowing myself to drown with many other people and and then wondering why it was like I'm doing everything I can to help these people. And, you know, a lot of those beliefs for me were tied to religion. It was this, yeah. like, give. A good person a, would. A good person <laughs> gives and gives and gives. And then you just don't worry about your own needs because the divine will take care of you. Well, pieces of that may be true, but um, overall that was a really damaging belief for me because I gave and gave and gave without taking responsibility for my own needs, which mm -hmm. I am created to take care of my own needs and to take responsibility for me. So sometimes taking responsibility for me and honoring the life that I was given is saying, you know, I'm not your 
I'm not your life um, life vest or yeah. your um, yeah your lifesaver. That's not my role in this in this world. My role is being a lighthouse, right? A lighthouse, and a lighthouse doesn't run around looking for ships to save. It just stands there <laughs> shining, and I get to stand there shining. And the more I just practice standing there shining, the greater. Uh, light I am to the world the more impact and help I can give to the world instead of chasing because I was really in that energy of tra chasing and then drowning mm -hmm. you know, I had too many people and their problems on my shoulders because I was trying to play God instead of trusting instead of trusting which is really compassion what compassion is I trust that you will have the resources that you need I trust that you have the resources you'll need. And then one of the greatest uh, keys that I've ever been given is the ability to say to someone else, I believe you'll figure it out. I believe that empowers them yeah, too. Exactly. If somebody is in, in the middle of it and I say, you know, I believe you'll figure it out instead of me saying, Oh God, you can't figure it out. Let me help you. Yeah. <laughs> You're too stupid to do that. Because <laughs> my actions can easily tell someone that. That's yeah. what my actions say if I step in, is I, I'm telling them, no, you can't figure You're it out. Capable. You need my help. Mm -hmm. <laughs> this is so true. Yeah. So, um, and, and so often I am, I, I am proven right when I say you can figure it out. They do figure it out. Well, because I'm not there, they have to. <laughs> mm-hmm. We are At really point, resourceful. We, we are, are really resourceful. resourceful people when we can um, let other, you know, when when we're backed into a corner, and I don't have any other resources. Um, I brains learn, gets to work. Yeah, starts I was thinking of things. I learn my own resourcefulness mm -hmm. instead of relying on my resources. Mm, even better. Yeah, and uh, yeah, Tony Robbins said that the ultimate resource is resourcefulness super key right and and we get to trust the resourcefulness of other people i can be a resource to someone right but often if i just allow myself to be a resource that they're relying on they're just draining me well going back to what we were talking about earlier you have many resources i'm not your only resource mm -hmm. and that other person's not your only resource mm -hmm. and that also dissipates the energy suck thing because if it's spread out over many many people then many many people well one it gives you lots of perspectives you will get five ten more perspectives on something and it also dissipates that energy so that it's not so um heavy yeah it because uh, one person with one person that's a lot of energy and it's it gets very heavy but if you try to expand it some and mm -hmm. then yeah it's it, lighter, it's have it's it's lighter and you get the opportunity to have more perspectives. It's trusting the collective. Um yes. I I've also <laughs> learned my own shadow side when I want to be someone's mm. only resource, right? I want to believe I'm needed and nobody else can do it like I can. We, I think that's a human thing, right? <laughs> I think we all want to be needed. <gasps> they needed me. Mm -hmm. The one thing But I when said, we make that contingent or um, yeah. equal to it's our holding worth. them hostage when my worthiness is tied up in someone needing me that's 
that's an issue. It's helping with strings attached. It is. <laughs> it ends up being manipulation and not love at all. But I get to acknowledge when I'm hung up on being, you know, the only resource. If if I don't do it, nobody will. And this person is going to, you know, have these horrible consequences if I don't step in. It's <laughs> it's very self-centered when I get into that mode because I'm not seeing the collective I'm a part of. Mm -hmm. Because there are lots of people out they there with kind hearts. I am not the only person. I am not the only person um, that God can use as a miracle in someone's life. I get to do that when I feel inspired to do that and when that's in alignment with my mission and purpose. But there are so many people, if that is, if no is the answer, if I'm not feeling inspired, then I just get to trust that there's so many, there's an infinite amount of resources that that person is going to be able to tap into. And pretty soon, if, because I have been that person who has depended on other people, pretty soon you begin to feel that way yourself. You begin to see that I am resourceful. Mm -hmm. I am, so one, it empowers that person. So I am empowered, I am resourceful. I can find my own answers and if if there's a nudge somewhere and there's a no I can go oh okay I can be you know go to the I can figure it out what comes up for me when you say that is um, my experience um, I came from a background where I didn't have a lot of money and um, I I found my way through by being scrappy and getting lots of discounts you know, I'd always get things cheap. I found people that could give me discounts. And so I was able to have the things I wanted, but always, always with a little bit of a uh, grace. People would give me grace. And I realized when it happened that, that a coach I wanted to hire didn't give me a break. Mm. She didn't give me a break. And I found there was such a gift in that because... She basically said, no, I believe you can figure it out. There's no reason why. There's no reason why you can't pay me that amount of money. And it was a big amount of money. And um, I am grateful for the people who don't give me discounts today because the people who don't give me discounts are basically saying, no, I, I believe you got this. And it's a totally different energy than, mm -hmm. oh, gosh, I feel sorry for you. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to give you this break. Um, I, I couldn't have I couldn't have really understood that without having that in, uh, happen to me, right? Without mm -hmm. having that experience, um, that's a next level. Well, it also you're invested more. Mm -hmm. So when you are coached at that level, you really appreciate it because you you've invested yeah. yourself in that, and they believe in you. So you that was such a key for me is that they believed in me. They didn't believe I needed a discount. Mm -hmm. And I've always been somebody that needed a discount. <laughs> I have too. I think we're so all yeah. That that was pretty um that was huge for me. Um so there's a there is a gift if you're not feeling inspired. There's a gift for not giving someone a discount and saying, "No, nope, I don't I don't think you need the help because sometimes Sometimes that's how we get the resiliency and the extra dose of strength. Oh, I do got this. I have to work a little harder. <laughs> or when the trainer says, nope, you don't get to skimp on that last set. You have this. 
<laughs> right? Carly. <laughs> Sometimes we need that. So, um, anyway, I uh, think we are... Right at our time. We are. I don't see any... Any comments, so I will go ahead and just want to check. This is such a new um, platform. Platform, so I'm able to see that we have a couple people here, but I don't know if I'm able to see any of the questions. So thank you for joining us. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for being here. And um, if you do have any questions, or um, if anything has been confusing, or you you're like, yeah, but, you know, there's always the yeah, buts. <laughs> and uh, we want to hear those. So if you've got some, like, mm, I don't know if I really agree with them, like, please share. Yeah, we like that because that just makes us push harder and yeah, investigate or, more, get more curious. Yeah, or if you have a question or you've got a dilemma in your life that you would like us to talk about, please, please share with us. You can, um, you can reach out through Facebook. Uh, our group. Uh, oh, we do have turning on com comments. Okay. <laughs> Imagine 88 answer watching all of it. I'm glad we have comments coming through. I'm not just missing you guys. Um, okay. So if you do want to reach out to us, you can find us at our Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash groups slash Braveheart Conversations. We go live every week on Thursday mornings. And, We're um, back. <laughs> yeah, I'm so excited to be here live. You can catch any of our older episodes on uh, podbean.com or Spotify or iTunes. And you can, um, you can also look at any of our old recorded, video recorded sessions as well here on Braveheart Conversations group. Um, you can reach out to us through our Facebook group. You can also email us individually. You can email me at defytheaverage at gmail.com. And Marie. Marie at mariesgold.com. We look forward to hearing from you. Yeah. So please reach out to us. Uh, with that, we're going to go ahead and wrap up. I hope you have a wonderful week. Go kick ass out there. Yeah. We love you guys. Have some fun. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.